Welcome to the Art of Adventure podcast. I'm your host, Mac Tegg. I'm an illustrator, and I created this podcast to get to know other artists who are creating fantasy and sci-fi artwork. Joining me today is Leo of LFOSR. How are you doing yeah, today? Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's uh, so far so good. I'm really excited to be on, excited to talk to you, curious what you want to talk about. Great. Let me first start with how old are you and uh, when did you start getting into uh, the fantasy genre? Sure. Yeah, I'm just turned 30. I'll be 31 this year. So I'm relatively young as far as the hobby goes. But I uh, started when I was about, I want to say eight or nine. I got that my first book was actually um, like a first D&D or TT RPG related book was a Ghost Walk, which is like a, a setting centric book and I didn't end up I didn't get the player's handbook or the Dungeons Masters guide until much later for some reason I ended up with the ghost walk campaign setting which is like an afterlife setting so I've always been like really really focused on settings and stuff because that's how my friend would play we wouldn't play Dungeons and Dragons we would make our own game but we would use the the source material as like inspiration to run our own adventures and we would use like Legos and stuff so that's really how I got started and I didn't really start doing artwork um kind of I've been doing different artwork projects for a very very long time but like I didn't start doing RPG artwork until like February of last year I really started getting into it yeah so it's a relatively new thing for me and the the whole OSR thing is still relatively new for me I discovered it maybe two years ago okay so it just kind of it's just been like inspiration building and it just kind of boiled over and here I am making artwork you know left and right nice yeah I'm also pretty relatively new uh I just started last year um, yeah so we're both babies <laughs> uh, yeah there's a lot to learn but i'm enjoying it so far it's been a blast so did this campaign setting book uh kind of introduce you to fantasy or did you get into it through movies or video games or anything like that yeah it was definitely video games i'm thinking early on a friend of mine was very early into like the diablo series mm-hmm, and okay. stuff like that so and i got into um world of warcraft pretty early via warcraft i was a big fan of warcraft and starcraft all the blizzard games and stuff so it was around fantasy was always around but we never really played like you know what we would call table tabletop role-playing games is more just kind of less engaging content where we weren't role-playing per se that kind of came later on but the the setting book was really the first like we were creating an imaginary world that wasn't being displayed on a television type deal, you know? <laughs> nice. So you did this with uh, a few friends. How many friends did you, were you doing this with? Uh, I had one friend, but you know, I've had one childhood friend that's been my friend entirely for now. Chance, he's a great guy. Uh, we kind of, he was a little bit older than me, so he understood a lot of the mechanics, but he understood that I was too young to really understand a lot of the mechanics. So we would just like dumb things down and throw some dice and pretend the high numbers were good or whatever, you know. Yeah. So I wasn't alone in that. But uh, my my dad didn't really play any of the older games. I did have some of the older supplements later on. I kind of got gifted them, but I never really had like someone else really playing you know tabletop role-playing games is kind of just the one core best friend that kind of grew out and then now i I have there's quite a bit of few people that you know i can play with today so that ranges from online all the people i've met online and stuff and all the people i have in real life that i can't unfortunately play with right now but i will be able to in the future hopefully Mm -hmm. uh you know all those people i have them now but i didn't have them back then it was kind of just more of a one-on-one thing with me and my best friend really oh nice okay 
So were they into the art scene at all? Definitely. We had certain art styles that we both kind of liked. You know, we weren't aware of the the older style that's currently like, you know, making its rounds or, or being revived, I guess you would say. Now we weren't aware of that kind of older style. We were like, there was the, the early Boulder's Gate games and stuff. We really loved the artwork that was included in like the manuals and stuff like that. I was a big fan of Neverwinter and a lot of the uh, Neverwinter Nights uh, artwork was like really evocative to us. So we mm-hmm. always had like the, the posters that came with those games and stuff always hanging up. Yeah. So we loved that type of stuff in the covers at the time, you know, for Ghostwalk especially is like a beautiful painterly, you know, scene that's going on. It was something that was out of the realm of me, me being able to draw at the time mm-hmm. but the artwork that we we were into d- did inspire a lot of uh we we made like you know little three panel comics out of eight and a half by 11 line pieces of notebook paper and stuff and we would try to emulate that style but of course we were nowhere near that but uh-huh. it was it was like that early 90s mid 2000s pc rpg era of artwork was really big to us oh yeah did you have anyone artistic in your family yeah, my dad was definitely always artistic. He's he's in, an engineer. I come from a long line of engineers, so I, I think I would be like the fifth engineer if I were to become one in a line. So the, uh, he he was always kind of like mechanically like really good at drawing. He would draw like his schematics, you know, and stuff like that. And I would always have like a, a blank notebook that I would draw in. And he would, at night after I would go to bed, he would open it and complete my drawings <laughs> or like draw ad- additional stuff or kind of give me little tips on like, oh, uh, he shades in my line work and kind of shows me how to do shading and that kind of stuff. So that was definitely a big influence in his, um, the kind of mechanical nature of his illustration was kind of cool because it, he did like little bits of stippling, which obviously I'm big on. And yeah. so it was definitely a big influence as far as that goes. He was probably my biggest like personal art influence. Speaking of your technique. So you're, are you only digital? It's kind of currently, it kind of ranges, like it's half-half, you know, I do different things for different pieces. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, like a, out of the gate, a lot of people assume it's full digital. And I can see why, because the ultimate, the end result is kind of an over-processed, intentionally digitally over-processed image. But mm-hmm. I usually start with a pencil sketch, you know, on some nice paper. And then I'll get my, uh, I got, I'm a big fan of like sure take pens and Tombow pens. So I'll mm-hmm. get bust those out and I'll start inking the lines after all that stuff and I'll usually there'll be like a, a subject matter and then a background and I'll do most of the the subject uh in lines and then start stippling and start adding major shading I won't fill in the major blocks of ink just because I don't want to waste mm-hmm. ink so I'll wait later for that and I'll kind of get it to a certain extent where the 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 focus is or the 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 main subject is pretty much shaded and pretty much where I want it and then I'll scan it and then from there, I'll kind of tackle the background. And usually, I used to tr- do all this traditionally with the background. And stippling a background can take mm-hmm. so long for a mm-hmm. landscape. And it's very easy to mess up. So it's very frustrating and time-consuming. And I used to do it a lot. And I just kind of ran into um, I found uh, it took a long time kind of figuring out how I wanted to do the digital version of what I was doing traditionally. Mm. So I kind of thought about it and realized the backgrounds would be the best place to kind of experiment with that. So I st- started experimenting with Photoshop. I predominantly use Photoshop with a wa- the cheapest Wacom tablet you can buy. Yeah. It really is the cheapest one and it, it doesn't have a screen on it or anything. It's just a full tablet, you know, so I stare okay. at my screen and I, I was able to take the, the default Photoshop brushes and kind of, mold them into a way that emulates close to my style mm. and that was a long process i took maybe 
two or three months alone just kind of figuring that out and i got to a point where i was kind of happy with it so a lot of like the the foreground stuff will be traditional i'll scan it and then i'll kind of edit it fill in the 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 dark spots i didn't want to waste ink on and then kind of tackle the background digitally emulating my traditional style mm -hmm. and then the whole thing kind of comes together and then at the end of it i kind of export it and then i do a, a little bit of like behind the scenes export magic on it to kind of overlay colors and get certain kind of like dithering effects that i really enjoy and then at the end of the, you see the end result of it and it's a it, it gives it a certain look that you know i haven't really seen but it's still it harkens back to you know the original style that was kind of inspiring me the 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 stippled you know artwork from a you know, the AD&D series especially was, like, really inspirational once I discovered it at, mm. at that point. Yeah. And so just kind of emulating that and, and, you know, here I am. It, it is what it is. It's kind of half-half, I guess you would call it, like a hybrid digital. Mm. But I do find myself becoming more digital as, you know, time constraints of an artist. Yeah. It's just quicker to do digital sometimes. Mm. So it, it's I find myself doing digital a little bit more, but I still always find myself doing traditional when I'm sitting on the couch, you know, watching television with my family or something. I got a notebook where I'm still doing traditional. Nice. So it's like both. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you are actually a big inspiration to me when I'm doing uh, landscape oh. stuff because, you know, you have such a unique style. Um, Thank so, you. Yeah. Um, your mountains and stuff are uh, especially inspiring which leads me to my next topic, uh, a packet of particular peaks. Oh, yeah. Would you like to talk about that for a little while? Yeah, sure. So that's kind of my first, um, my big first project in the RPG scene. And it's uh, it's obviously I focus a lot on landscapes and uh, mountains, especially I love doing mountains. I spent a long time doing mountains. I did mountains since I was a kid. I just <laughs> love doing it. I don't know what it is. And uh, so I kind of was thinking, as I was gaining a little bit of popularity, I was kind of thinking, well, how can I mesh my passion for this specific type of landscape with something that's a little bit gameable for RPG players, for, you know, dungeon masters or game masters to use at their table? So I was thinking, oh, you know, it would be really cool if I could kind of take a very mountain-centric settings, not just one, but maybe multiple, so I have room to play with different styles in each type of mountainscape. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of developed into this idea of a packet of three peaks and they're, they're all kind of individually inspired by certain things that, you know, range from certain emotions that everybody feels to experiences like sleep, you know, deep sleep dreams. And then ultimately it gets a bit darker and things like, you know, inspired by death or loss and stuff like that. So I took a moment and kind of infused character into each of these mountain settings and kind of fleshed out from there each one that I wanted to do. And next thing you know, I had this kind of packet of particular peaks that I wanted to mess with and kind of show people. And I was thinking about what was kind of the best way to um, go about distributing that and getting to getting that to people. My uh, standards are very high when it comes to like personal printing and stuff. I come from like a marketing professional background, so I have a very high standard as far as that goes. So I really I wanted to invest quite a bit of myself into it and including the materials, making it as high as quality as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of realized I, I should kickstart it. And so I took the concept over to Kickstarter and it did really well on Kickstarter. So right now I'm uh, wrapping up production, we're wrapping up, finishing up the, the master document so we can get it into production and then get it into people's hands. And it, I think people are pretty excited. I've been sharing some of the art. It's been really, really cool to see people's uh, excitement for it. Yeah. I'm extremely excited for it. It's kind of a, like I said, it's a, my first kind of plunge into the scene. So it's a little bit, you know, nerve wracking, just making sure and doing everything correctly, but it's been a blast. There's 
such a support net for this community so it's any questions i have are immediately mm-hmm. answered just mm-hmm. by friends on discord or the rpg community so so yeah that's my little pack it's my little pet project and it uh i think it's uh people are gonna be pretty surprised at the contents i think it's gonna be kind of cool i'm really interested in seeing people's reactions to it aside from just the art if you enjoy my artwork you'll probably enjoy just the artwork in it but the contents especially i'm very excited for people to see so yeah it's the it's my first project and we'll see how it goes and how did the the kickstarter campaign go oh really really well did uh surprisingly well it kind of hit at a perfect moment of um i was in December of last year, I kind of transitioned out of my job that I had been in for five plus years, just kind of, it was really complicated situation relating to, you know, just health concerns and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I was basically kind of forced to leave at a certain extent. And so I left and I was kind of just sitting there thinking about, you know, what, what can I do? What can I, you know, should I take a shot at Kickstarter and really, you know, putting a lot of my marketing experience into setting up the campaign and presenting the project and, uh, and so I did, and I kind of spoke with my family, and they all kind of were very encouraging. I mm-hmm. spoke to people online, people I talked to a lot, you know, just kind of tossing the idea out, and they're all very, very encouraging. And and so I kind of just took a took a chance on it, and it uh, did really well. You know, it came at the perfect time to where I genuinely needed income to supplement my lack of income, you know, due to the situations that you know a lot of people are dealing with in the world currently, unfortunately. Yeah. And so it, it did really, really well, and it's. It was surprising to see how well it did every morning. I was waking up and just kind of flabbergasted and everybody was so excited for me. And, and as we, uh, you know, as we continue to realize how big of a impact this really was for not only my little company over here, my little art studio over here, but to the other outside RPG community are really accepting of a new product coming out of nowhere and supporting it like this on, on Kickstarter. So incredibly inspiring and it's making this possible you know, that's the only reason I'm able to do this. So it went really, really well. And I, I really encourage, you know, anyone, any RPG creators that are maybe struggling with the concept of funding their first project or something and think they may not have, you know, the clout or the, the recognition or whatever, you know, really take a moment to consider what other people are doing because you can get a lot of support from the this community that's really willing to genuinely put money behind a, a project that they think is cool. So it, it's it went really well. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. Are you um, working on any new gameable projects? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have a whole. I have friends that have to hold me back from doing other projects because I have so many other projects. I got a notebook sitting right next to me full of like isometric dungeons that mm-hmm. I kind of want to put together. So I'll probably be doing a um, most realistically as far as what I'm going to be releasing soon you know i'm going to finish up uh, the first run of the peaks the packet mm-hmm. and so i will um go ahead and get those out to the everyone that backed them I'm very excited for that and then after that i'll probably do a pre-order for the next run yes. kind of based on seeing you know how people want if they want more i'll go ahead and give them more and then after that i have a uh, i have a cool little trifold which i can maybe tease to you a little bit that i can sell pretty soon and this is just a little dungeon trifold that's ready to use you know you could throw it on a table and start playing it at any point i have a few of these in the work yeah and i have a a lot of smaller supplements that uh you can just you know pull off of your shelf and start playing with any system so i got a lot of those in the works and then i do have um a conclusion to well i guess it's not really a conclusion i want to continue the a packet series Mm -hmm. and so eventually once i kind of wrap up the peaks and finalize the the pre-order and the you know any changes that need to be made um, i would like to start tackling the next kickstarter campaign 
And uh, I'm not quite sure if that will be superseded by another idea I have, which <laughs> I'm not going to start teasing yet. We'll see. I'm still getting information if the feasibility of my other idea, so things might be changing. But I do have a lot of stuff in the works, and it's really, um, I'm not really ready to release any of it until I get uh, a packet of particular peaks finished and out to backers first. Mm -hmm. And then I'll, I'm going to have so much stuff ready to go once that's done. <laughs> so I hope everybody's ready. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for the packet. Um, I'm one of the backers, so I, I appreciate will it. be reviewing it for my blog. Um, oh, so. see, now you're getting me nervous. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll do just <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I can't wait to see what you think. So you mentioned engineering. Did you go to school for engineering? No, I, I'm honestly, I'm a high school dropout okay. to be one hundred. 50% honest. I, I'm kind of <laughs> slipped into the, um, the internet generation of being self-taught. Mm. And uh, so I really come from um, do-it-yourself type of deal of YouTube education, yeah, internet same. education, and that type of stuff. So I, I've kind of, I've climbed a few ladders in a few different industries. And the, the job I just exited was uh, the directing, uh, director of marketing for mm. a job that was kind of surrounding a much more serious topic and it was a much more heavier topic. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's nice to kind of transition out of that, but I didn't go to school for any of this. I'm not classically trained as far as artwork goes either. It's again, self-taught, just the amazing wealth of resources that's available online. So I just kind of do my do and learn tutorial or watch tutorials and kind of go from there. Nice. Who are some, uh, some other artists or perhaps some specific pieces of artwork or film, other media, uh, that, that really inspire you? Hmm. There's a lot, you know, the, you know, I actually have, um, this first, the first AD&D model module that I got was A4. Hmm. I have a kind of a dirty, cheap print of it right here. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's in the dungeons of the slave lords. I don't know how I got a copy of this. I was like 16. And uh, a lot of this artwork is, uh, Erol Otis hmm. and, uh, his work is just so evocative and so inspiring so his stuff definitely a lot of the specifically a lot of the illustrations in this um a4 was just outstanding to me so all of his stuff just kind of hits me in a certain way ranging from his his painterly kind of out there psychedelic stuff to mm -hmm. his more black and white line work with a heavy stippling you know that kind of stuff it's very evocative and inspirational to me the um there's a lot of uh a lot of the the artwork from Neverwinter Nights too. I'm still mm -hmm. a big fan of. I still have the posters of, and I still look at quite a bit. So I really enjoy those stuff. And, and as far as like older, you know, media in general, I'm really <laughs> such a big fan of um, Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I can never get that movie out of my head. And I, I I honestly think of I don't know where they filmed it. I should probably know where they filmed it. It's probably nowhere special. But the, <laughs> a lot of the landscapes that they they show in that movie is for is like I watched it. 700 times as a kid so a lot of the landscapes are just in my head and i refer to them when i'm drawing sometimes mm -hmm. so it's like that was really inspirational i would say that princess bride that, that's probably one you weren't expecting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who in your life has encouraged you hmm. well it's definitely my family both my parents have been I've, I've been very privileged to have both my parents in my life and uh they're, they're incredibly supportive of this and this was a very scary transition as far as they were concerned from the outside looking in as I started to take this art a little more serious and rely on it mm -hmm. as, you know, kind of a career. Uh, they were both, you know, had small concerns, but that they were very supportive. So it, it, my parents definitely. And then my, my girlfriend, Megan, she's incredibly supportive of what I'm doing right now. So, and that's, you know, 
that impacts the the family home so yeah. she's the one that matters the most as far as i'm concerned <laughs> but uh yeah and then friends and family you know a lot of the friends don't really understand what i'm doing you know friends from high school don't understand but they're all supportive so i really i really appreciate a lot of the people that are very supportive but i would have to say overall my parents are the ones that are really driving it home for me nice do you have a dream project like or a dream mm. client oh that's a good question you know i do this kind of somewhere relates to the secret project I might have been talking about <laughs> earlier but uh, I, I'm a um, like I said I'm, I'm only 30 I say only but I'm 30 so I'm a 90s baby so um, a lot of the the products that were prev very you know popular at the time in the 90s left huge impacts on me I'm very um, nostalgic focused I guess you could say and so a lot of like the uh, like trading cards from like the Pokemon mm -hmm. era or the Yu-Gi-Oh era I love those kind of I love the holographic that was just used, you know, just uh, obnoxiously put on everything. I love like the hollow foil and all the, all those aesthetic. I'd really, really love to explore incorporating that into an older RPG fantasy mm. style, kind of hitting that spot when the seventies was psychedelic and they were experimenting with RPG yeah. art. I would love to kind of try to mash those two aesthetics together somehow. I'm not quite sure how I would do that, but um, yeah, awesome. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, just something like that. Just something that would just hurts your eyes, but also gives <laughs> you the same vibes of like, this is old school artwork and I want to be in that world, that weird world. So yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> but. Oh, no, that's a great answer. <laughs> so you mentioned that you worked in marketing. Uh, I can definitely tell this based on your Instagram feed. Um, oh, thank you. So you started out doing black and white and then you started using these colored backgrounds uh what mm. inspired that change mm. so it was uh it really wasn't for many you know i did i do present my instagram in a certain way that's like very pleasing to the eyes i mm. like the white border around everything you know and that, that isn't a, a, an intentional marketing decision i'd make and i'm actually cropping a lot of the artwork that i'm showing to fit in that square mm. so it kind of mm -hmm. It kind of hurts in a certain way, but I, you know, it, it encourages people to buy the product that the art, full artwork is in, right? Yeah. But um, I started originally doing black and white just because that's I, I didn't think of any other reason to do color. I wanted to do black and white, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I was after a few months of doing black and white, I was sitting there reading one of my old AD and D books. Uh, is I can't remember which one. It was, it was one of the oldest ones I have, mm -hmm. and I was kind of just appreciating some of the artwork, and it had the specific kind of tone to the paper because it had been aged probably mm. sat in someone's home that you know in the sunlight or something or there might have been a smoker in the house i don't know what it was that, that caused it to give it this yellow kind of off natural kind of interesting text to it and mm. just the way the the ink had aged as well it wasn't black anymore it was kind of a, an off gray it was kind of an interesting gray mm. and so what i actually did is i scanned the oldest book i had and sampled the paper and the ink <laughs> color and i threw that overlay on my work in photoshop and i was just like oh that that that's helping the vibe that i'm going for even more of nice. like this is an older world that you're kind of looking at and so it, i've been doing it ever since and it is something that i do apply digitally but i i have since i've kind of like altered my traditional stuff to where any books that i'm printing are going to be printed in this kind of off yellow natural kind of off-white kind of paper to reflect what you see on my Instagram and stuff. So it's it's an artistic style that I'm going forward with pretty hard. I changed my logo to match it and everything. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh, something that I... Oh, thank you. Thank you. And that's something I, you know, I've done too is logo design and trying to make use of the, the marketing side of things that I do. You know, and, and marketing is a weird beast where it's like 
a lot of it's kind of not bad per se, but it's a little bit dirty, mm -hmm. you know, and mar marketing is kind of an odd thing that we have in, uh, around us. And I, I kind of want to, in my personal brand and my artwork and stuff, I kind of want to use uh, genuine good marketing. You know, I, I want to use it in a, in a way that's encouraging content for people to check out, mm -hmm. even if it's not my own, you know, type of deal, you know, stuff they would genuinely enjoy. I don't want to blast stuff in front of people's faces so i kind of keep my instagram page very just clean straightforward i don't post daily mm. not to say that posting daily is bad if someone's doing that but i just try to you know i have certain like limits that i try to keep and that artistic border with that color is one of those things that it's just like that's what i'm doing from now on so that's how that came about nice <laughs> uh, well it looks great uh you're definitely an inspiration to me uh cause, well thank you, you. Know, i try to keep my my grid pretty clean too <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's a big part of it a lot of people don't really realize how big of a importance that is when you're trying to grow mm -hmm. especially on instagram that's very important it's just how does your grid look definitely yeah what uh i guess what do you do outside of art such in your free time oh oh man i could fill up a lot of this podcast that i wear a lot of hats i have a lot of hobbies i do a lot of different things so i'm always up to something but um i'm really into uh Music, like a, that's another wheelhouse that I'm very familiar with. Is uh, I'm in a band that's kind of like a technical death metal band, which is not relating to RPGs whatsoever. But I've been doing, you know, that scene for a long, long time. I've gone on tours and stuff, so nice. I played a lot of shows. So that's kind of a whole other world that I've visited. Uh, aside from that, I'm just very video game centric. I like playing with video games. I like uh, creating a lot of video games. So that there's too many video games to play these days, but mm -hmm. that's something I certainly like to invest a certain amount of time into doing. Uh, I used to ride BMX a lot. I stopped doing that just because I'm getting a little too old and it hurts <laughs> a little too much. Uh -huh. But uh, and then cars, I like working on my cars. I have my stupid Miata and you know <laughs> the stuff that I really enjoy. So I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. I get it into all kinds of uh, you know putting my hand in all kinds of different baskets and stuff. So you might see, you know, influences of that pop into my Twitter feed once in a while. So if you're wondering why I'm posting about cars or something, uh -huh. that's, that's why. I see. <laughs> uh, yeah. You mentioned the metal. Uh, you recently did artwork for frozen screams. Hmm. Um, did they uh, contact you about that with an idea or did you? Yeah. Them? John, uh, John death nurse, he runs uh, frozen screams and he's a, uh, he's been running a, the label before the zine, I believe. And it's been, it goes back quite a while. And, uh, he reached out to me, I believe on Instagram and he was kind of just picking my brain, whether or not I wanted to submit artwork to it. Cause uh, the way the zine works is, you know, he kind of hits up artists that are interested in the topic and says, you know, are you interested in submitting some art for this? And, uh, you kind of keep all the rights to it. So if you want to use it for something else, it's cool. <laughs> and he, uh, he reached out to me and, and I was really excited because I, I own, I owned all the issues previous <laughs> to that. You know, I love the zine. So it was cool to kind of talk to him. And, uh, I was kind of just picking his brain a little bit. And I was, this was early on. This was after issue three had released. So I knew he was pretty early into finding artists. So I was like, what's up with the cover? <laughs> and he was like, I don't, I don't have a cover. And I was like, let me try something. So I started a spread and then I kind of just sketched out some of it, got some of the detailing in. I threw the sketch over to John and he was super stoked. He was like, I don't know what you're up to, but this is coming along really cool. And so it took a while. It was definitely a big drawing and it's a uh, really intricate, but fun to do kind of outside of the box. And I had so many different influences that were coming in, you know, through my brain, just kind of mm -hmm. letting the pen and pencil flow. 
And so I finished it up. I sent it over to John. He was super, super happy with it. He was blown away with it. And he took it. The whole, like, retro theme of, like, the, the sci-fi horror theme was all him. That's totally. He added the, the colors to it. He did the logo and all that stuff. Was, and once I saw that, I was like, yes, that's perfect. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just, like, thinking about some weird landscape and some weird twisted, you know, world. It kind of Cthulhu-inspired a little bit. And he took it to the next level as far as the theming and stuff. But very, very cool project to work on. And I'm very happy that he reached out. I'd love to work with John. I would love to work with him again on another issue. Are there any other clients that you've worked for that you would work for again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's plenty. Um, Caverns of Heresy is... Uh, he's one of the first guys that reached out to me and really commissioned me when I was in the scene. And uh, Rogueland was the one of the first big products that I got to work on and I carried a lot of the artwork there's uh, many other artists that were involved with it but uh, he came to me pretty early on and I was encouraging him to flesh the project out a little bit more and he uh, I love working with him I'm really hoping to work more with him in the future he's got a lot of cool ideas coming up in the future really good person to follow if you want to kind of just follow newer takes on older kind of concepts and stuff like his business card game was like so cool is such an interesting concept mm -hmm. on the traditional system and so i definitely really really want to look forward to working with him and then uh melsonia art council mm -hmm. uh, we've worked a little bit um i don't think it's quite out yet but um excellent company to work with across the board everyone that i talked to was extremely you know knew exactly what they wanted and it helped the process go so much smoother and everybody was just clear and able to work through it and that's you know a very professional um environment that you know went from the companies i come from before this seeing that was like oh wow this works excellent so the, i would absolutely love to work with them at any point and uh there's all kinds of people that i've done little commissions with i've never really had a bad experience as far as like anyone that i've worked with so all my clients have just been i'm super stoked when they come to me i'm so proud to help visualize a world that's going on in their head so i'm typically just stoked on everything that i get to be a part of so and uh i think overall kind of pie in the sky i would really really like to work with like some of the the morkborg guys and stuff mm -hmm. like that i would love to get into some of the darker stuff but nothing's we have nothing in the works yet but i would like to reach out to them at some point maybe uh is there um a setting or genre outside of fantasy that you would like to do some work for i guess more oh yes science fiction stuff perhaps definitely definitely there's there's all kinds of settings i really really want to work on um i I'm a big fan of Cthulhu Dark. Mm -hmm. It's a great system, and I would love to... I already have a bunch of adventures, or mysteries, I guess they're called, uh, already done for those. I just need to do artwork for them, but it's stuff I've used in my personal game, so I would love to do like a third-party Cthulhu Dark, kind of Cthulhu-centric uh, product. That'd be really cool. I love those types of settings, just kind of the, the mind-twisting. And then uh, I would also really love to do something sci-fi. Like That would be really, really cool. I love retrofuturism. Um, old like retro sci-fi um, airbrush art is a huge influence on my stuff so mm -hmm. it's like I love seeing that stuff so I'd like to emulate kind of that and maybe do like a sci-fi I know there's a few uh, sci-fi projects kind of being worked on right now and I, I do have some sci-fi work that's coming out not soon but in the future so it's I would love to do some cool space stuff and there's so many amazing space systems right now so it's like i kind of have so many systems i could work with mm -hmm. you know so that's definitely going to be coming down the pipe and then eventually i would really really like to do um kind of 
a gonzo setting of my own that, that involves a lot a lot of work but uh, that would kind of cross into potential video game type mm -hmm. of ideas and stuff so that that that's a way down the way later so i shouldn't really get into that but what do you mean gonzo like kind of um hard to describe in the point of like it, I, it's not really like one genre mm -hmm. that i could just apply to it it would kind of be like you would probably describe it as multiple genres kind of mashed up together in the same way that it's like from the outside looking in it's like oh it's this and then you kind of read it and you're like well wait no it's actually this or is it that or is it this that type of thing i would love to do something like that that sounds pretty awesome yeah <laughs> um what advice would you give to other artists that are either in the community already and struggling or maybe just starting out trying to you know learn hmm. the ropes oh yeah i mean there, there's so many artists out there that i see that kind of seem to get um stagnant a little bit in their followings and, and there's a number of reasons that that can occur but a lot of the I, I would really encourage consistency and that can kind of be interpreted in multiple different ways and, and I'd say that consistency and not only in that like you're going to post once a week or you're going to post twice a week you know that's up to you to decide the frequency you really want to post but consistency in art style and also the um, the level of quality of things that you're willing to post online you know if you find yourself you know you post something that you put you know 12 hours into and it does really good you noticed it did you know 10 percent or 50 percent or 100 percent better than your average post does maybe kind of take a moment to realize maybe i should invest that type of time into my future drawings as well just to kind of cater to where you're seeing an uptick of engagement really if you really if that's your goal is to grow social media for instance like you really kind of want to cater to engagement and uh, another big thing of um, just being receptive to you know to the community not not isolating yourself it's really easy especially for artists and writers i imagine too um to kind of get so caught up in their own work that you're just so focused on your own table that it kind of you kind of don't engage much with the outside community and that's kind of shooting yourself in the foot in this community because there's so many good resources so many good people so many people that were interested that would be interested in your work but aren't even aware of your work because you're not you're not posting comments on other people's you know questions that they're asking or you're not posting artworks and in challenges you're not participating in jams you're not you know doing this type of stuff so community engagement is really really key i feel like and that may not even be just an art you know specific thing but just really kind of and that will help you really get recognized as far as like if you have a niche kind of like i have an, a niche you know there's mm -hmm. there's an overall rpg community but not, there's this osr and there's like a little bubble of old school artwork that people kind of enjoy yeah so you can kind of solidify your place in that little niche if you kind of engage in that same niche community. Definitely. So if you really enjoy, yeah, so if you enjoy like a comic, you know, related stuff, really engage in comic stuff. Don't just outside view it and don't like the post. Really engage with it. So I'd really encourage people to do that. Where are you the most social online? Mm -hmm. You know, or it's kind of active. funny. It, it's most active i guess discord was discord like count sure yeah i really yeah like i engage this with discord the most just because it's easy to directly contact people there's you know group rooms that you could come in and post your artwork and mm -hmm. get some feedback on so most definitely i'm on discord the most i really enjoy the interactions i have there for the most part 
um, followed up by, you know, Instagram's probably my most successful. It is my most successful mm-hmm. platform. And that's just the very visual centric platforms are obviously an artist can kind of blossom there a little more easily than other platforms. Mm-hmm. So I do really well there. Uh, and you can follow me there at LF underscore OSR. Uh, there's tons and tons of, you know, other artists. There's so many artists on Instagram. So I hang out there quite a bit, just checking out other art and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Twitter, uh, I'm l- less and less engaging in Twitter. I find, you know, there's certain you know problematic issues that kind of twitter can kind of encourage i feel like and that's not an rpg specific Mm -hmm. uh problem it's just the way the platform kind of operates so i kind of find myself disengaging a little bit more there and that but besides that also um the osr pit which is a forum Mm -hmm. and uh i really love the pit you know i haven't gone to engage with it as much lately because i've been so busy but it's 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 an old school forum you know and I again 90s kid so I love forums I love the old school internet forums so I, you can find me there I, I'm lurking at the moment for the most part but I usually post there quite often just kind of engaging with other people's content and then reddit I love the uh, you know the OSR reddits and stuff like that I enjoy reddit a lot mm-hmm. I tend to post not as often there but you can find me there once in a while I'll be giving advice or you know asking for advice sometimes so. <laughs> but besides that I think that's it um, yeah overall discord is really and I would encourage other creators and artists, if you already don't have Discord, really get into Discord and find a few rooms, a few servers that are, are catering to what you're really into and really engage with it. Because you'll, you'll find that there's people out there that are just as into or will be just as into what you're into. You just got to be there. You got to talk. You got to, you know, engage with all those people. Yeah, totally. And I find that Discord is a great place, especially if you're looking for online games to play with people oh yeah yeah absolutely i'm new to the plan online thing like this is literally first game online was this year and so it's a that's a new you know thing that's just the condition of the world you know it is what it is but there are so many not only games out there there's so many amazing dms that are running games right now that i would love to play for yeah there's if you are interested in getting a good game of online you know tabletop role playing discords where you're probably going to find those good games so are you uh game master or player or both traditionally game master i think i'm overall pretty much my entire life i've been a game master uh i do i love playing as a player though so Mm -hmm. it's i even have a group that i play with now where it's like i'm not going to dm permanently (laughs) so we cycle out dms you know based on the one shot or whatever we want to do so i am i'm traditionally overall dm centric i love creating worlds i love world building even if the players don't see the content i'm creating Uh, i love all that stuff so even if i was a player i'd still be creating worlds but i'm very much a dm i think in in the heart nice yeah same (laughs) so i guess i wanted to give you some time to um just plug your projects and then some maybe some artists that you think uh, people should check out okay cool yeah you can follow me pretty much on all the social media platforms i mentioned earlier it should all be lf underscore osr and uh you know you can i got the the packet of the peaks is wrapping up right now and we're going to be doing a pre-order like i mentioned earlier so if you didn't get a copy during the kickstarter you will be able to get a copy in this pre-order so stay tuned for that follow me on twitter instagram uh those are where you'll predominantly be finding the information on that um and you know keep an eye on other things i'm doing if you're interested in just quick you know art heavy centric you know rpg stuff you can throw on your table that night and start playing it follow me you'll probably be interested in the stuff i'm up to if you like old school art obviously follow me i think you'll enjoy the stuff i'm posting about and other people's stuff i'm sharing Uh, there's so many artists out there that i would love to shout out uh there's i'll try to keep it short though (laughs) um i think you're probably familiar with uh perplexing ruins Mm -hmm. great artist i love his stuff you know and he 
does some cool if you want to see genuine new perspectives on what could be called rpg art now uh, check out some of his stuff if you want to see like felt portraits being used mm -hmm. for role-playing project follow perplexing runes uh whiskey and ink is a guy that i really enjoy he does um maps but he's very stipple centric like me and so i appreciate his poor wrist you know going <laughs> into all that and doing all the work so definitely check out whiskey and ink if you're into maps that are kind of all on my style uh luke the dragon slayer he's a really cool guy i really love seeing his line work he, it's kind of like your your work where it's just the, the line work is just so clean and it's begging for shading and i love that like super evocative line work so if you're into that definitely follow luke the dragon slayer uh pencils and dragons grant great content great penmanship even though his name's Pencils and Dragons <laughs> and most of his stuff is ink. Um, great, great artist. Uh, he's really cool. And a lot of his stuff is extremely gameable. So you can just kind of, oh, there's a map. It's good to go. And then also great stuff for, like, inspiring NPC portraits and that kind of stuff. Uh, the, a newer artist that I think has been around for a while, but I'm, as of recently, getting into a Noir Fade. And he's, I believe they were working with um, uh, Alex from Black Oath Entertainment. I don't know if you think that. that cool, cool artist, like heavy dark like if you like death metal artwork and rpgs together definitely check out norfade and then uh hodag of course hodag i think I'll, if people aren't aware of you know hodag definitely harkens back to the old school vibes there's a certain characteristic that i think he taps into specifically so if you like the old ad and and earlier fantasy illustration definitely follow hodag yeah hodag will be uh in the next episode actually sweet yeah. <laughs> you're gonna enjoy that he's a great guy yeah yeah, I just wanted to thank you for joining me again today, uh, taking this time out of your schedule. Uh, yeah, it can be kind of tough these days. So uh, it was great to talk to you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you making the podcast and taking the time out of your day to put all this together. I think people are going to really enjoy it. So thanks. Yeah, no problem. Uh, all right. Well, have a great night. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you uh, on the Internet. <laughs> cool. If you'd like to follow the show on social media, check out theartofadventurecast.com. And if you'd like to see some of my artwork, check out mactag.com. This has been the Art of Adventure podcast. Thank you for listening.